All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Tyler and Liam here to tell you that you should vote Zach Hyman into the 2024 All-Star Game. <laughs> this message is in no way affiliated with Zach Hyman. Let's get into it with the lead. Allegedly. I wanted to do like, what do they do at the end of like political campaign ads? Uh, I don't know. I'm not much of a politician. Fair, fair. <laughs> Welcome into the show, Oilers Nation every day, a Friday edition of the show, as always, live from the Sports Closet Studio. Giddy up. Giddy up. Do you know I can't vote? That's why I'm not much of a politician. Because you are not a citizen. I am a landed alien. Mm-hmm. On this legal, legal. legal, 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 legal landed yeah. alien. Uh, but you don't have a Canadian passport. Nope, probably never will. Come on. I mean, maybe one day, but not right now. Think of it as like a bit for the show. Me becoming a Canadian citizen. Us getting you oh summer content. Us getting you prepared for the citizenship test. Have you ever done a citizenship test? No, I was it's born. Very here. difficult. I've never actually left Edmonton um, or St. Albert. <laughs> I think about it. That'd be fun. I don't know if it would be. I'm not much of a school guy. That's I why know I'm that. In, that's why I'm in radio. There's no party that wants to become a Canadian. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you scout for a junior A team in your spare time. You're pretty much Canadian. I can't believe they haven't given me one just for that. That's it. The Shore Park Crusaders win a national championship this season. I'm calling on you, Justin Trudeau, to give me a Canadian passport. All right. Well, we said his name, so we're just going to pivot off of the politics talk just before the chat gets ugly. Uh, (laughs) Welcome into the show. This is an exciting one. No, we're not doing listener questions today because... We got Louis DeBrusque joining us on the program, a former Oiler, the color voice of the Edmonton Oilers. Kind of crazy. What a week we've had. Luke Gazdick, mm-hmm. Frank, Michael Delzato. Delzato, and now Louis DeBrusque. Our resolution was to get better guests. Imagine what we could do on a five-day week. <laughs> Don't imagine that. It's always very difficult to get guests. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard Tell, telling uh, legitimate hockey voices to come do a show with us is often quite the struggle. But anyways, uh, we're going to chat with Louie. Calvin Pickard keeps making the Zach Cassian joke. Stop it. Stop it. Anyways, chat needs to be on their best behavior. I told Mulek that earlier today. I tweeted him. I said, you guys, we got Louie on. You guys misbehaved a little with Delzato. 
If you guys behave with Louie, we'll do live listener questions next week. And no edge in talk. Calvin Pickard says, actually, wait, Louie is equal, if not better. 100%, 100%. We're excited to chat with Louie DeBrus. We'll talk some Oilers, talk about life as a broadcaster as well. That's a little bit of a nerdy thing for me, but I think you'll have some good stories for us. I'm excited. Yeah, I think it'll be good. We're we're gonna go in a few directions with him. It'll uh, he's a he's a good personality. Uh, I need to address one for my own ego. Good and you said, "Is Daddy Frank helping you?" But guess no, no. Damn it, Louis followed me on Twitter before Christmas, so that's how we got Louis on the show. Come on, um, Troy is in. Much respect to DeBrusque. Love that guy. Hundred percent. Love him too. Calvin um, <laughs> figured. No, no, guys. Today we actually have to respect. Louis. Yes, you guys got to behave. Well, um, Calvin and Louis stand next to each other every night, so they gotta they gotta have a good relationship. Bro. Should we bring that up to him? Be like, hey, Louis, you talk to Calvin Picard a lot or Pickard a lot. So do we, because there is a guy who <laughs> pretends to be him in our YouTube chat. Um, anyways, yesterday, the big news in the NHL is that the All-Star rosters were announced. Oh, yeah, we yeah. were at our Oilers Nation staff Christmas party yesterday, bowling. It was awesome. Well, actually, I'm a bit of an up and down bowler. So my favorite <laughs> thing is when you're rolling, you're rolling. You had like two straight strikes a bunch of times, yeah. like looking good. When it went bad for you, brutal. you would bowl. And then you would just look at your hand like immediately, <laughs> like your hand is the one that led you down. You just go, ah, like, I just couldn't believe it. My fingers were tingling. I was getting so tired. Just a lot of, a lot of effort in the bowling. I yeah. Was a couple of lefties, the most electric one. So we had like four lanes for our whole staff. Cause I know some people are always amazed at this. We have a lot of people that work. Yeah. Here. It's like, not just us. We had, <laughs> we had 20 some people at the Christmas party. And there's people missing. And there were a lot of people missing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like our boy Aaron, who, by the way, everybody, Aaron is healthy and producing the show again today. But his fill in producer, Pat Puff, is a hell of a bowler. Someone asked who the best bowler was at the company. And there was the one game we bowled. So on our on the lane I was on, we called it the A lane. It was very competitive. <laughs> they named it themselves. We did. It was me, Jay Chalmers, Pat Puff. And Rick from yeah, Oilers Nation Rick Radio. Nuts too. There was one where Rick came in in the tenth end, and it was five pins. So you get if you get a strike, you get to go again. Rick bowled three straight strikes in the tenth end and beat Pat by four. He bowled crazy. like a one seventy six. It was wild. But Pat, the reason he's so good, he's a league bowler. He is a league bowler. Pat, Pat is a league bowler. He has a glove. Uh, he came with his own bag of bowls. Yeah, and when he bowls and his shoe kicks up. The bottom of his bowling shoe says puff on it. Yeah. Wait, it was a little sneaky move, Pat. And every time he got a strike, he'd go puff like smoke. And it would come out of his mouth. Yeah. It was crazy. Like it was crazy watching Pat. Oh, there bowl. he is in a chat. Is saying, he? he? Oh, yeah. God. He said, yep, I am a league bowler. Thank you very much for the compliment. But here's the other thing. We don't know if that's him or someone pretending to be him. <laughs> it really could be. <laughs> that's the paradox of our entire uh, YouTube chat. Um, but anyways, while we were there, okay, no, actually one more story about that. We did a, like a white elephant gift exchange. <laughs> yeah, we did. $30 limit. I which, didn't do it this year. No, you didn't. I did. And I got this, this cool Oilers orange Yeti See, cup. I got my girlfriend one of those for Christmas and she loves it. It's great. It for a $30 limit. Like that I was a good one. I was very happy to come out with this. High end gift. If you were a listener of real life, you'll remember back last year. There was drama at our white elephant gift exchange. Spencer from marketing had car issues, couldn't make it in, but his gift was already at the office. Right. So he was like, Hey, can we, can someone serve as a proxy for me? Play the gift exchange for me. Get me something I'll like, so I don't miss out. So was who didn't get a gift for the gift exchange. (laughs) And I think he's outside right now. So he's probably listening to this. Yeah, he is. It was, I'm totally throwing you under the bus. I know. He said, I'm used to it. Uh, so was serving as a proxy for Spencer. Gift exchange is going on. There's a gift that I brought. It was an automatic wine opener and a box of chocolates. Yeah. And Jay is a big wine guy, wanted it. Loves wine. Also, Loves wine. also the boss. Also the boss. Consider that in all of this. Also, remember, Waz is not picking this for himself. He's picking it for 22-year-old Spencer who loves things like beer and candy, things and, like that. And right? the Oilers. And the Oilers. One of the not, other gifts wine. was a six pack of beer with some candy and a little bucket with some shooters in it. It was very cool. Waz gets to go last. <laughs> Jay is holding on to the wine opener he wants. Waz goes, that looks cool. And everyone's like, Waz, 
that makes no sense. Spencer won't like that. And you're going to screw over the box. <laughs> and Waz had no fear. He just went and did it. Just did it. It was amazing. It so was- Jay got totally screwed over by Waz in this. Fast forward to yesterday. $30 limit on the gift exchange. <laughs> Jay also, I think, doubled the limit with his game that he bought. And he's like, Thread? Yeah, you said he paid more. Oh, we're talking about how Waz. Now Jay's here. We're talking about yesterday the gift exchange. It's very funny. We don't have a producer, so and your mic's not going to be potted up. You got that mic. You you want to talk about our boy Waz here for a second? I got a piece of pizza here, which is leftover from our staff Christmas party. So here's so you talked about where where are we at? I told the story yesterday, and now I'm at, or I told the story of last year. Now I'm at yesterday's gift exchange, where it's your turn to pick. Okay, so. Do you want me to just tell it from my side? Or yeah, you tell- do it and then have me fill in the class? Okay, sure. So Jay goes to pick his gift and he unknowingly picks the one that Waz brought. Me and Waz are kindred spirits when it comes to the white elephant. So yeah. it appears. So Jay opens up the gift, $30 limit. The gift Waz got is 12 or 13 Keurig cups. Yes, individual <laughs> Keurig, Keurig cups. One of which said 75% one of them had off a 75% on 75% off sticker. And why did I pick the gift? It was in a beautiful box. I actually have that. I should go get the box. It's in the car. It's a beautiful box. Yeah. And I'm like, nice box. I, and, and, and so I went, that's why I picked it. And I opened it up and it's a bag with like, yeah, 12 to 13 Keurig pods. Jay doesn't even have a Keurig maker. <sighs> Which that, that's, that's fine. I'm not like, that's okay. Cause it's, it's, it's a secret gift. Like you don't know who you're going to get. Uh, and so whatever, I just kind of play it out. Obviously no one steals it (laughs) because the perceived value of this is North South of zero South of zero. So I put it on the floor with the box. though. like, if anything to come of this, the box I'm going to reuse for a gift next year. And someone will be like, wow, that's a nice box. And we have a Keurig maker at the office. So you will. Yeah. You got 13. Then we go to the post, uh, uh, gift exchange, uh, party at Greta. Yeah. Where, you know, it, it's I, I don't want to make that big deal about it because I'm like, Jesus Christ, why did you miss the mark on this? <laughs> but it, people get talking about it. So the truth comes out. Was spent $13 on his gift. Yeah. Which probably is still a lie. It might be six. <laughs> he read it as you have to you can spend up to 30 and it's your option to spend anything. You don't spend above, you spend below yeah, and that's okay. Zero to 30 somewhere. So then once I find that out, I immediately ask Waz, you owe me $17. <laughs> and I'm I am gonna I am Ooh. gonna hold him to that. I want that $17. Yeah. To which now he's come back with you love Polish food. How would I make a Polish basket for you? Mm-hmm. Which we all know his mom's gonna make. Yeah. That's still good value for you. It's going to cost him zero, but it will be delicious. So I'm in. Yeah. But Waz in gift exchanges is nothing short of amazing. It and it's just so funny that it happened to you both here. Again, we're connected. We're yeah. forever connected. It's and great. I and I picked the box because I'm like, that can't be Waz's. So then I go and talk to Mrs. Waz. Mm-hmm. She goes, you know, he was originally just going to come with that clear bag of pods, and he was just going to, that's what it's going to be. And I stopped him. And I gave him this box because it would have just sat there until the end. No one would have taken it. And I'm like, I wish he did. I uh, wish he did. It's so good. It's Anyways. very good. Anyways, thanks for popping in. Uh, any questions time. you want us to ask Louis DeBrusque? I don't know. Sorry, I'll take too much time thinking about that. Yeah, I think that's some kind of like crazy right. fight story, but anyway, it's all good. Okay. Tell Louis I love him. All right, don't trip on the wire. Goodbye, Jay. There you go. Um, if you're wondering why we all love working with Waz, it's because you get stories like that on a somewhat regular basis. There's another story you told me last night, but I'm not telling you guys that one. All right. Um, anyways, all-star rosters. Liam, the reason I got into this is because at the staff Christmas party, yeah, I know, we're getting into hockey, okay? I'm sorry. You guys want to talk about the others today? It's been three days. Yeah, the Oilers <laughs> don't play till tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Liam was glued to his phone with the all-stars. Because they're a joke. I know you hate him. Connor McDavid gets in seventh career all-star appearance. Did you know he is one more all-star appearance than Sidney Crosby now? Really? Seven. And this is going to be Crosby six. But Crosby to defend Crosby, obviously missed a few years. But also, how has Crosby not been to the all-star game more than six times? Yeah. Like concussions. Like he's played in the league for like concussions to Olympics. And he doesn't like going like, yeah, it's just, 
I don't know. It could be a lot better. There's just so many plays. Boone Jenna's going. Uh, like, is that for real? Boone Jenna's going. But every team needs a rep. So he's but been that, the best Blue Jacket this year. Has he? Who's been better? Goudreau stinks. I mean, Zach Wierenski's probably a good option. Yeah, right? Zach Wierenski's fine. Boone Jenna is on page four of the league scoring list. There's 50, te- 50 players per page. He is 156, I believe. What a disaster. Like, what a mess. But now, and then you look at that too. So, what division is he in? Um, Metro, right? So, I don't know. Who else could you have had on that? There's a bunch of guys, I would yeah. assume, that you could go. There's got to be somebody else on that team. I can't think off the top of my head. Or yeah. even if, you know, it's like William Neeland is not going. So, yeah, now there's these other 12 spots. And when you go to the NHL leaders in, in points for the season, it's very easy to see like who the 12 spot or how few spots there are for that many quality players. Like I think Quinn Hughes is the rep for the Canucks. Okay. JT Miller and Elias Pettersson should both be going. Thatcher Demko. Thatcher Demko should probably be. There should be four Canucks. But that's the thing. So I, before the announcement was made a couple of days ago, I made my own list. I would have actually sent Thatcher Demko instead of Quinn Hughes. Because Hughes would uh, go. Under the assumption that they were going to take two goalies from East Division. Yeah. So now there's only one goalie rep from the Pacific. But how can that be when Thatcher Demko is a Vesna candidate? Is him or Hellebuck? Right? And Kale like, McCarg is probably going to win the Norris if Hughes. It's between him and Hughes, right? Oliver Bjorkstrand doesn't even want to be there. Do we have the picture? So if you didn't see the video yesterday, the Kraken thought they were doing this like great touching thing with Bjorkstrand. And Dave Haxtell sits him down and is like, so what you doing on the break? He's like, ah, oh, me and my wife taking our kid to San Diego, going to go enjoy some sun. And Dave Haxtell like, you change those plans? And you can tell Bjorkstrand's like, uh, oh, okay, I guess. Don't want to do that. Yeah, and then he goes, you're going to flight to Toronto. You're going to be an all-star. And Bjorkstrand is like, wow. And then he awesome. posted, uh, I don't know if we have it, but he posted today on his uh, on his Instagram story that he's canceled his Airbnb. Like, Rusty, Rusty, yes, I agree. The video was so funny, but it was like unintentionally hilarious. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, by the way, 10 points away from being a point per game player this season. Yeah, Not all-star worthy. That's really bad. Vince Dunn, on the other hand, 33 points by a defenseman this season with seven goals in 39 games. Vince Dunn has 33 points. They didn't even pick the right player from their damn teams. There, I think there's one, there's only one Pacific Division defenseman, too. I, I believe it's only Quinn Hughes, if I'm yeah. thinking correctly. Let's have a look there. Yeah, there's only one. Also, yeah. like Clayton Keller is really good, but I think Connor Ingram could have been a, actually a pretty good all-star for Arizona this year. He's having a fantastic Great season. season. But again, like how many players, you know, and I know, I know yeah, Mulek says like, players often opt out. And I know our Temi Panarin was one of those guys. Who very like, I don't fair. Like, players have reasons for sure. Like the okay. birth of a child mm, will give well, you that one. Or the skills competition. It is a second. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, parents of two or more, let us know. Would you have skipped <laughs> your child's second birth? <laughs> your second child's birth to go to the all-star game? Uh, Big J, Cam Talbot, for real? I mean, he's been, next to Demko, the second best goalie in his division. Uh, Cam Talbot was mine. Because on the other hand, too, like, the Kings are really good, but they're also a pretty deep team. Like, I think, I don't know, like, Kempe would probably be the other guy that could have gone. Kempe is their only point-per-game player. Sorry, him and Kopitar, their mm-hmm. only point-per-game players. But, like, Cam Talbot deserves to be there. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, I'm going to write about this today, too. And, I understand the idea of like trying to promote every team and all that kind of stuff, but like just promote the game and then maybe players will actually want to go to this event. Like some, I said yesterday, all when we were Frank, that like, or like the NBA all-star game, I think is like the pinnacle of all-star games. Someone's like, well, the game's not good. It's like, do you watch the game? It's, they've changed the rules a lot and it's actually really good now and it's competitive. The end of it gets really competitive. Yeah, right? yeah. And it has a bit of something to it and players want to go and it means something. I just don't think it, it's so irrelevant to these players. And Frank's comment of being like, oh, it's a corporate event is accurate, but completely wrong for what the game is supposed to be. Frank's right, but the premise is wrong. Yes. And I just find that the NHL just misses on so many notes. And I saw a lot of tweets yesterday being like, if you, if this is making your day bad, then like think of something else to do. And like, it's not even about making it like a bad day. Like I don't care that much, but it's just like, why is everything bad? Like, why is the schedule bad? Why is the all-star game bad? Why can't we get best on best on any kind of level? It's just like, 
It's just a joke. Everything's a joke in this league. There's a reason why the MLS is becoming better because they promote their players better. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I mean, yeah. the all-stars, you know, whatever, but um, why is, why is, I liked this joke from Epiphany. That's why I flashed it up. Wise Kyle says MLB All Star Game is number one. I mean, the home run derby is great when it's at when it's good. When the home run derby is good, it's good. Wasn't the All Star Game this year like two one? Yeah, the All Star like, Game. That's not kind of fun. But I I like the MLB All Star Game. That I like the idea of it all. And the, the MLB has a lot of stars, which they promote. But they also have the rule where everyone takes one representative, right? I think so. But also, they're not afraid to be like, hey, LA Dodgers, you have six players that should go to this thing. Bigger rosters, though, right? Yeah, it's different. But like, it's also the All-Star game, and you can make your own rules. Uh, MLB All-Star game does not have playoff implications anymore. I don't think they've done that in about a decade. I think uh, it's, it's been, been about a long 10 years. Time, it's yeah. been a long time since it mattered. And I, I, I didn't like that either. Like, why uh, it's, should it's a on the line for home field in the World Series? Yeah. Why should a game in which there are Pittsburgh Pirates playing affect that at all? Like, yeah. why if you were this were to make the Stanley Cup final this year and they didn't have home ice advantage, even though they were the better team by 20 points because Boone Jenner showed up <laughs> in the all star game, we would be very pissed and you would be changing your tune about that immediately very fast. Yeah. So have you have you laid your votes? Yeah. No, I them? haven't. I'm not allowed. You're not allowed? No, I'm allowed. I'm kidding. I say, wow, authority. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you've been voting for your boy, Zach Hyman. I am on the Zach Hyman train. I realize you always probably have a couple other guys that can go. Yeah. But like my thought process behind getting Hyman there over a Bouchard or Drysidle or Nuge is, when is Zach Hyman going to do this again? Like, when is he going to have almost 50 goals in a season, potentially, right? Like, I just felt like he should be the guy that goes. I think him and Bouchard will ultimately go. Yeah. But it's actually going to be pretty crazy when Leon Dreisaitl maybe doesn't make it. You know what I mean? I just think it's so dumb. Like, how is how is K.O. McCaw getting put in the fan vote? He's going to win the Norris. Maybe. I know you love talking all-star. I know. That's silly. But we have a guest joining us on the Star Mechanical guest line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You can find out more about what makes Star Mechanical great by checking them out online at starmechanical.ca. And every time you see someone driving in a Star Mechanical truck on the road, you wave at them and say, thank you for being a part of Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. Every time I see one. He is a former oiler and he is the color analyst for Sportsnet. Louis DeBrest hopping in on the show. Louis, thanks for doing this. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're just fired like up about the all It looked like it was going to be our first real cold day, but it's getting sunny again. So our luck continues with our weather here, which is nice. Oh, it has been very good. I, <laughs> I grew up in England and not to have snow on Christmas wasn't too different for me. But it was uh, it was nice not to wake up and be like minus 20 on Christmas Day. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I hope this is OK, guys. Sorry, I'm just on transition oh. here oh. and kind of in between. So just sitting in my truck, if that's all right. You are all good, Louis. Uh, you're a busy man. I wanted to start. We'll get into the Oilers in a little bit. But first, I wanted to talk about you and Jack Michaels. I think, I mean, whenever I hear people from outside of Edmonton who tune into a regional mm-hmm. broadcast, they're always like, you guys are lucky. You got the best regional crew in the game. And you guys have been doing it for a number of years. But I want to I want to go back to maybe when you first started. Was the chemistry with you and Jack instant? Like when you worked your first game with him, were you like, damn, I'm going to like this guy? I remember the first game was actually against the Bruins and Kevin Quinn, my longtime partner was ill at that time. And I think one of the few games that he missed in his career and Jack slid over into the, into the broadcast booth and uh, right away um, you knew he was going to be really good. I mean, I, we were friends, obviously uh, traveling together. We've known each other for a long time, but that was the first time that I'd actually worked with him. And uh, it was a pretty seamless transition, to be honest with you. It was just jump in the booth. And I mean, listen, he's always prepared. Obviously has the voice, uh, has the lingo. Sometimes he says things that I have to look up afterwards in the, uh, in the dictionary to understand exactly what it was that he said, but, uh, he's super colorful and it's been a blast. So yeah, I knew right away. I I knew right away just because I'd hung around him so much and we talked a lot of hockey that it was going to be a pretty easy transition. And, and the nights that I wasn't doing the games guys, I would typically pick it up on the radio when I was driving around, driving, you know, to hockey skates or whatever I was doing, I would pick up the feed. So I had listened to him for quite a few years before we started working together. And uh, it's been great. It's been awesome. You know, 
we don't have a whole lot of say in who we necessarily work with in this business. It just happens organically with the way things work out. But uh, I've been blessed to kind of work with great guys and Jack is no different. He's uh, he's he's one of the best. I've always been curious now that you're between the benches or not even really between the benches. You're literally on the oil yeah. bench. <laughs> Does it ever get awkward? Like, do you ever kind of have to watch what you say maybe a little bit when you're around the players that close? You know what? I could tell you the first time I ever did it for Hockey Night in Canada, I was in Vancouver and it was Washington, Vancouver. And it was a real uh, introductory into that because Alexander Ovechkin is kind of one of those guys that likes to kind of come and hang out and look at the screen and see what's going on. And so right away, my first time down there low, he's 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 right in my face throughout the night. And then at the same time, Jake Furtanen was, uh, you know, a Canuck at that time. And there was a lot of expectation on him that year. He was a young guy, played a couple of years, and they were looking for that next step. And the first thing that I did was a video pack of Vertanen and talk about his game. And I look over to my left, and he's literally right beside me <laughs> watching the pack, right? But I've known Jake for a while from junior too, but it was just, it was a real lesson that, yeah, you're going to be really close to these guys and they're going to be right there. To be honest, I think most of the time they're so concentrated on the game that they don't really list. They're not listening to you. They don't really care what you're saying. But I will say this, though, I've always kind of approached the game and I've said this throughout my entire broadcasting career that I wouldn't say anything on the air that I wouldn't say right to a person's face. So I've always lived my life that way. If I'm going to say something negative about a person or if you want to call it constructive criticism, whatever you want to call it. I would walk in the room the next day and I would look in in the eye and say the same thing. And that's just mm-hmm. how I've always done it. So if you live by those, those rules, you kind of can be honest and upfront and just call the game. Yeah. Also helps when you played in the league too, right? Like I feel like you, you got a little bit of clout, right? Like guys tend to automatically have a respect level, right? hundred percent. And it truly, they do. And I, and I know I've talked to Jack about that. My other broadcast partners that I've had, Bob Heathouse was my first uh, broadcast partner in, in Arizona, Phoenix at that time. But, um, you know, salt of the earth, just a great guy. Um, no ego whatsoever, just really allowed me to screw up and grow, to be honest with you. He allowed me to do a lot of things and it was uh, really instrumental for me in my career, just to learn how to, to do it, do it number one, but also how to work how to go into a room, work a room, talk to players, how to, you know, talk to other people in the business, general managers, coaches, and that's all part of it, right? You have to introduce yourself. And sometimes it's an uncomfortable situation where you're walking into a dressing room. You might not know anybody in that room, but you're right. As an ex player for, for the first good 10, 12 years, I would say that I still had players that I played with in the league that I could walk in and that was a good introductory into a room or, Hey, how you doing? How are things going? It broke the ice. And then now I think just from being around for a while, the players know it's a small world. Everybody sees you. And the more times you go in there and shake a hand, introduce yourself to a player, the next time they come in, they remember you from the last time. And that's kind of how you build up that uh, rapport and that relationship with players. But it did help being a player, no question. Um, It also helps that I have a kid in the game too. So, you know, Jake um, is is a relevant player right now. He's a, a, you know, a kid that's playing, um, actively now. So the people in the league know that for the most part, I'm his dad. And that's also a connection too, because he knows a lot of guys from the Edmonton area and from other areas that he's met over the years. So that breaks the ice. So I'm lucky that way. I get, uh, I get to break the ice a little easier than some. All right. Let's talk a little bit about this team right now. The Oilers are red hot. I think there's only been something like four, six game winning streaks in the entire league this year. Yeah. The Oilers got two of them. When you consider yep where this team was on November 10th after that loss to San Jose and what they've done since what's been the most surprising part of this turnaround to you? Yeah, it's been incredible. Hasn't it? And I know it's funny because when we, we just finished up that road trip in Anaheim and uh, we um, Jack put out a tweet. It was either a tweet or an Insta. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not the greatest on social media as you guys probably know, but um, a little old school that way, but I, um, when you look at the three years, respectively, from the last three years, the Oilers were almost in an identical spot. Two years, they had the same amount of points, and this year, one less point than the last two years. And I know when you look at it, the start of the year, because of the expectations that were on this team, it's magnified greatly. And the fact that, you know, 
I think all the conversation in the summertime guys, and I know you guys were privy to that dry settle coming out winter bust, you know, and, and that's how every team feels, by the way, he was just honest about it. So that kind of magnified how we felt about how the start of the season was. It wasn't good. And you could tell this team was really frustrated. The thing that stood out for me, I think is just the way they've been able to shut down teams and stay in the pressure of games, which we saw last year down the stretch uh, when they finished really, really well. And, and, went into the playoffs on a real high, um, high level, but they've just been able to weather storms. And I, and I think it's because of the team game. I really do. I, I mean, listen, Connor is Connor again. He, he had some struggles earlier in the year for him. When I say struggles, we have to keep that in context, but uh, you know, Leon, same thing. It's been a little tougher of a grind. Teams are very prepared when they come in to play Edmonton for what they have and what they're going to try and do. And some guys just weren't getting off to great starts. Now you're seeing guys start to find their game, start to play together. You're seeing line combinations start to mix together that are having chemistry. And that's really important. I think that's so important to have that cohesiveness and that consistency at times to allow line mates to kind of figure each other out a bit. And uh, I think Chris Knobloch's done a nice job of not changing too much and making tweaks when he's had to. But I just think the overall team game, I really think that early on, um, they were creating a ton of chances. They just couldn't put the puck in the net. Uh, they couldn't keep the puck out of their own net as well. The, the transitional play, the outnumbered rushes were just starting to pile up. They've cleaned that up immensely. And that would be the one area that I would say that they've been the best at cleaning up is not the high risk plays and pressing the game where they're giving those outnumbered rushes the other way. I mean, it was literally two to five a game early in the season they were giving up. You don't see that anymore. If it happens, they're going to have to work to get that. Yeah, they they feel a lot calmer now. I think it's a good way to put it too. The, yep. uh, I'm curious what you think though, Louis, of like wh- where, how high do you think this team can go in the regular, in the regular season? Like, is the division still in reach or do you think it's more realistic? Say like maybe third is in the division or a wild card. Yeah. I personally, I think it's just get in. Um, you know, I think yeah. is the mentality. They're going to try and finish as high as they can. I think every player kind of strives for that. And this team in particular, always has great second halves. They're a team that really does turn it up in the second half of the season. And I think that's for two reasons. Number one, I think the great players on this team and the identity of this team, they understand how good they are and what they can do. And they start to get excited about the end of the year. They start to build towards that playoffs. They've had a taste of it. They went to the conference final a couple of years ago, lost to the Stanley Cup champions again last year. They've had a taste, so it's in their mouth. So they understand kind of how to build towards the playoffs. And then the other thing for me is I just think it's the best time to play hockey. I do. I think once you get over that hump of the middle part of the season, which we always kind of consider to be the new year, but again, you could go to the all-star break if you want in a month, but around this time is when teams really settle in. You found your mid season form, so to speak, where you, you understand how your team's playing, where you fit in that team's depth chart, how you have to play the game to be successful on this respective team. And then teams just start to gel and this team's done it really well. And you're starting to see that now with, as you mentioned earlier, the win streaks they're putting together when they're winning. Now they're winning in bunches. Like they're not just, Mm -hmm. and they're finding ways to win different ways. So I like that too. And that's another aspect that Um, you know, when I'm watching the team and it's funny because early on in my broadcasting career and I am and all the coaches that have been here over the years, they would reel off a couple of wins, but then you would hear the coach say, yeah, but you know, we got a chance almost double in that game. We had great goaltending. We don't really want to win games that way. It's not, it's, there's, there's no longevity in winning that way. The way they're playing right now, that's what I see. I see a team that's building towards a game that they can replicate, they can duplicate, they can do it over and over again and win games in that regard, staying in the pressure of the battle and not being too risky and giving that next goal that takes you out of the game. YouTube chat is buzzing. So we'll get to a couple of listener questions here before we let you go. Someone going by the name, bring Cassian home wants to know your thoughts on Vinny DeHarnay's growth as a player over the last couple of years. I think it's great. You know, and I, uh, I, I tell you what, I've seen big improvements in Vinny. I really have. And I, I think it, it comes from different areas. Obviously, Dave Manson worked with them at first and you had him down in the American Hockey League as well. So they had a really good rapport. I think Paul Coffey, though, has come in and really enlightened these defensemen to do more. You know, it's about when he first took over, it's about 
not just putting a puck off the glass, not just shoving it out of the zone. Get your head up, get your feet moving, and make a play. Now, that's Paul Coffey. I mean, one of the greatest offensive defensemen ever played the game, one of the best skaters ever that has played the game, and probably be still a great skater in today's game. But he came in and he kind of took that approach of, we need to do more. We need to get that puck in the forward's hands a little bit cleaner. And if you watch Vinny's game, from the start of the season till now, it's changed in that regard. From last year till now, it's changed. He's holding on. He's making that play down to the forward instead of just dumping it back down the corner. He's actually getting his head up and looking for sticks. He's got such a big frame, right? And it's funny. I know that, uh, you know, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson, when they were down in the American High League, they called them seaweed. Because, you know, when you're swimming in water that has seaweed, you can't not get stuck in the seaweed or have a little bit touch you. I thought it was the perfect nickname because he's got that long reach at six foot seven, six. And, you know, with his wingspan and the stick, he it's he's going to get a piece of somehow. And he's really settled in. So I, I. I have a lot of time for Vinny DeHarnay. I love the fact that he works really hard on his craft. I know that he takes a lot of pride in being that defensive guy and that big solid guy in the penalty kill where he really comes in, but I'm seeing improvements and that's a great thing. I, I think he started late, but sometimes late bloomers and guys that kind of get their opportunity a little bit later have a much have, have more appreciation for it and are willing to dig in and really look at the things that they need to work on. And I think Vinny DeHarnay is one of those guys. Uh, Oilers back in action tomorrow, taking on the Ottawa Senators. Are you on the call with Harner Ryan? Yep, on the call tomorrow night. It'll be between the benches or on the bench, like you say. So should be a good one. I'm sure it's going to be high octane right out of the gates as Ottawa is a team trying to find their way and have had a couple losses. And Edmonton understands that. I talked to a couple guys in the room today and they know there's going to be a lot of pressure. It'll be a physical, fast game and they need to be ready for it. And uh, you're also going to be you are the co-host of After Hours with Scott Oak. Uh, what's that yeah. like? And I mean, it's always so interesting for me sitting and watching that late on a Saturday night. When you're watching, is there a little part of you? You're an unbiased broadcaster, but when a guy's coming on after us, are you like, damn, I really hope they have a good game? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. No, it's, and we kind of joke about it. Like uh, when um, a player that we do have on after hours, we have Brady Kachuk this Saturday or tomorrow night, sorry. And uh, he'll be exciting. I mean, he's always a great conversation. I played with his dad, Keith. Obviously, Matthew is a character himself. And they're chips off the old block. They really are. And Brady is a unique individual in this league. There's not a lot of players like him. And I'm actually going to build a graphic and try and find players that are similar to him. And I'll tell you, you go down the list, just think about it for a second. 30 goal scores two years in a row. He had 30 and 35, over 100 penalty minutes, fighting majors and hits. I mean, there's a combination there of a power forward that with an elite finishing ability, Tom Wilson is in that conversation. He'd be the closest to it. And then the list really gets small from there. I've got a few guys on that list, but he's a very unique player, almost a unicorn in the game of today, which makes him very, very valuable. But uh, no, I agree with you. We always, when we have a, uh, a guy on, we're, we're hoping that something good happens for that player individually so that we can bring that up. But also, you know, you're just hoping that the game is a good game. And I, I, I'm not really... To be honest, I don't necessarily care who wins the game. I just am looking for a good game. I want it to be a game where it's battle right to the end. If it goes to overtime, even better. In my opinion, I always think those are exciting games and two teams that battled it out. But uh, yes, individually, we're hoping for uh, a good game from those players because they're always in a better mood when their team does well and they do well. We've had some tough ones with guys coming on that panel afterwards where they've had a tough loss and they've had a tough game. And we try and get away from the game as quickly as possible and get into other stuff because that's really what the show is all about. Yeah. All right. I know you're a busy man, so we'll let you go. We look forward to the call tomorrow night. Thanks for hopping on, Louis. Thanks. Thanks, guys, for having me. Take care. There you go. Oilers color commentator, Sportsnet analyst, Louis DeBrusque, former Oiler as well. That was good. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Only a couple questions on the actual Oilers because I just like chatting. Well, it's a unique perspective on things, right? We don't get many guys who are on who have played in the league, literally stand on an NHL bench and do a broadcast, right? Like very unique personality mm-hmm. to have. That was awesome. It, it's funny. The the after dark thing, like when I go and do scouting stuff, it's like, yeah. boy, oh boy, I hope this team wins. And I don't have to go and approach this coach after a tough loss. It's similar. Uh, I, I know I know a bunch of you guys had uh, had other questions you wanted to get to. Louis was in between stops, said we'd only keep him 15. We were already going late. So we had to wrap it up. Wanted to get a couple of takes on the Oilers as well as, you know, the fun little broadcasting questions. Um, he'll be on the call tomorrow with Harner Ryan Singh, who we're probably due for a chat with Harner Ryan. We've we had him on ONR a bunch of times. We've never had him on this show. Yeah, we haven't, hey? We it would should. be good. Maybe we can we can mix that in sometime over the next little bit. Oh, there's a bunch of Hockey Night in Canada games coming up too. So yeah. if you haven't heard Harner Ryan's story, you should go find the episode of ONR. I oh, honestly I'm tempted for us to go look it up and drop it He's into from the Brooks, like, right? He's from Brooks, grew up a massive fan of Wayne Gretzky. Right. And therefore, what team would he have been a fan of? The Edmonton yeah, Oilers. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, but he he is an Oilers guy. Like I know we had someone in the who was like, you know, who's the opposite of unbiased, Hunter Ryan Singh. He, I think, if you want my totally honest opinion on his call, I think sometimes he comes off as like, I don't want to say anti-Oilers because I don't get him in that, but I think sometimes people get that because he's trying very hard not to sound like an Oilers yeah. fan. Yeah, it's supposed the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast is supposed to be a national. Yeah. Very neutral broadcast. I always think of uh, I always think of Jim Hewson, and when people in Western Canada would listen to Jim Hewson call a Leafs game, they would be like, "Oh my God, Leafs Homer!" They couldn't stand the guy. And then you'd listen to Leafs fans, then they'd be like, "God, this guy hates the Leafs." It's kind of like Drew Remenda too. I know people didn't love Drew Remenda, and I wasn't his you know biggest what? fan, like, but like I don't know. Sometimes I think people get a little bit too caught up in who their favorite team is and perceived bias. When I'm watching an Oilers game as a fan, like. I want my broadcasters to be pretty biased. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care about that stuff. Like there was the one the other day, was it uh, Colorado blew the four, nothing lead or whatever it was in the Arizona. And now oh. Conte was very upset. Oh, was when Arizona won. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's like, good. that stuff's kind of cool. Like yeah. I think it brings a uniqueness. Um, anyways, Harner Ryan for, I want to say a decade, he did the hockey night in Punjabi calls, yes. but he lived in Brooks, but he called them out of Toronto. So he would take the red eye after working his job on Friday night really? and he would red eye to Toronto for Saturday, do the game, basically oh, like sleep in the airport outside his gate and fly back that night. And that dude oh. did it for like not full-time money. Obviously he was doing it because one, he loved, loved yeah. it. And two, he was passionate about the hockey name Punjabi. So when that guy gets a crack, like I have, and he's also the nicest human being Very in the world, nice. like him and Louie are both top tier people. So I, Whenever I see stuff in the chat about Harner Ryan, it drives me nuts because if, if you knew the guy, if you knew his story, yeah, you would love him as much as I do. Um, he, yeah. he, sorry, I guess just to end it too, we're very, I think we're very lucky as Oilers fans to have the commentators we do. Oh my God. Like Jack Michaels is electric. And I, I, there's such a big difference between Hunter Ryan and Jack. And I'm sure that plays into yeah, a lot of people's opinions so. too. But like, even on the radio, to have like Bob Stoffer on there all the time, a guy that is like so linked with the team, but also, not afraid to tell the team you're doing a bad job or a good job, which Not is great. And then also Cam Moon as well does a great job on the radio as well. We've got a we've got a lot of good stuff going on. And then us. We should try to get Jack on. The Jack would be good. Jack, Jack would, be good. would be, I see him all the time. Oh, Trude Park. Yeah. Yeah. Around the around the rink. <laughs> well, there you go. You got a great in. 
Well, I see him from a distance. Ah, I'm going to go walk up. I believe in you. Jack. <laughs> I liked though when Louie was like, you know, in this business, you don't really get to pick who you work with. And I was like, ah, yeah. ah, ah. Does. Not when you create your own show out <laughs> yeah. of thin air and say, I'm doing it with this guy. Uh, <laughs> JBD Stoff is brutally honest on the radio. Yeah, I love um, it. It's good. Speaking of Stoffer, uh, the Golden Bears are in action tonight down at Claire Drake Arena. And I'll be doing my best Jack Michaels, Hunter Ryan on the call of that hockey game. Who do they play tonight? Trinity Western, I believe. Oh, the old U Sports. They're a Christian school, right? I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Um, good friend yeah. of mine. Ugh, it's going to be a bloodbath, man. Yeah, Albert is going to stomp them. So, former you- Crusader on the team, Mitchell Joss. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a ton of former Crusaders in Canada West right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Crusaders, good scouting uh, department there. Mm-hmm. But Tanner Finkerrick, uh, I know he hasn't played this year, but um, he's on the roster. Uh, Bruce Correct. McGregor is a former Crusader. Oh, Jacob Kendall is a former Crusader as well. A lot of former. Uh, Jaden Platts was a Crusader for a little bit. A little bit. The uh, 2020 season before he went back to the WHL yeah. Tri-City. I believe. And of course, how could we forget the guy who... If you, if you want a bang for your buck hockey night, and I, again, I'm a little biased because I'm there for every home game Very doing good. the call, but Golden Bears games at Claire Drake Arena are electric. I can't believe I've never been. Dude, I it's know. so good. And what, the, so When's the next time they play a competitive team? Because maybe I'll try and get out to that one. I don't want to go and watch them just roll over a team. It's yeah, that's fair. You know, it's not as good. But uh, their schedule coming up, we can take. We can take. Wow, they're almost. Uh, they're almost done their home schedule really? for the okay, year. Well, uh, but they do play Calgary on Jan 13 in I Alberta. So next Arjun Saturday, Atwell. you can. Um, so yeah, this Friday, this Saturday, and next Saturday, Claire Drake Arena. Um, yeah, Calvin Pickard. Where can I get a Derek Ryan U of A jersey? Hey, maybe you'll see him there tonight. He was at a game earlier on. I bet you Bob will be there tonight too. He's usually yeah. No one is not one of those games. Anyways, the beers are like six bucks. The tickets are like fifteen. The hockey is unbelievable, and I bet you tonight our pal Matt Berlin is starting. Yeah, so there you go. If you want to go see the legend himself, Matt Berlin, mm-hmm. you want to go see his brother. He's at the Show Park Arena tomorrow. Sit on the bench. Uh, Blaine's brother, by the way, coaches the Crusaders. Oh, <laughs> uh, Big J says, how are the Crusaders doing this year, Liam? We are currently on an eight-game win streak. Tomorrow, Fifth in the country? I think so. Like top 10, I think, still. Um, we play the White Cold Wolverines tonight. Uh, we currently have 12 NCAA commits on the team. So very happy with the boys. They're playing very, very well. Ooh. Tomorrow, they're at home against Fall McMurray, if anyone wants to go down to the Show Puck Arena. Seven o'clock, too. We will have the game on in the bar. Big trade in the baseball world. What really? San Francisco Giants are acquiring Robbie Ray and from the Mariners for outfielder Mitch Hanniger and right-hander Anthony Desclafini. Yeah, Robbie Ray, former Jay on the move, going to San Francisco. Interesting. Yeah. All right, let's continue along with the show for today. I oh. advanced to day three in the Wendy's challenge. You're still alive. I'm alive. Oh people. my god! I had the Oilers. Yeah, and I took the Rangers over three and a half goals yesterday, and then today. I went with uh, oh Leon Drysaddle two points tomorrow. I like the that. So. He, they eat Come the sense alive. Yeah. All right. Let's dig into what you're all saying over in the Finning Cat YouTube chat. Improve productivity and efficiency with equipment you can rely on. Go to Finning.com and check out their extensive inventory of new, used, and rental equipment. Check out the latest at Finning.com. Rusty still in the survival too. Good job, Rusty. Good job. Come on, Rusty. Uh, we can do this. Tyler Mulek says, "Can we talk about how Vegas is one in six? In their last seven. Crazy. Man, you go peek at those Pacific Division standings, and we got ONR. I don't know if our boy Rick is here yet. Oh, yeah. But I might have to eat some. We both might have to eat some crow. On what? He t- said the division was still up for grabs. It's a few not. I still don't believe that. I mean, it, they'll, co- they'll make it a close contest. I think they'll make it close. I agree. I don't think the division is up for grabs. But I think we need to have a conversation about home ice being back up for grabs. Okay, tell me more. Right now, the Edmonton Oilers, the teams that are above them, okay, they're two points back of Seattle with four games in hand. They'll pass the crack. They are seven points back of the LA Kings, same number of games played, but three head-to-head games still on tap this season. You go two and one in those, you're only five points back. Sweep them, you're only two points back. The head-to-head games, that window, that door is at least still open. The one that's interesting is catching Vegas. You're 10 points back, mm-hmm. four games in hand, Liam. You play them three times. And you play them three times. Two, maybe two, maybe two. Either way, you play them a lot. Yeah. it's uh, That's the one benefit of this back half of the season is you always have a lot of games against Vegas, LA, 
and I think they still have one more against Seattle and yeah. one more against Vancouver. So you still they've barely played Anaheim this season. There's a lot to play for. They've have they played Calgary yet? Uh no. No, we haven't, haven't played been, Calgary. Oh, Heritage Classic. Right, of course. So they've got three more games against Calgary. So there's a lot, mm-hmm. lot to play for. Tyler Mulek says that murmurs that the senators are making a big trade. Mulek, who's saying that? I really want to know who's saying that. Because I wondered what you were looking at. Uh, look at me, Mulek. <laughs> Rusty, you said in there that um math- mathematically the Oilers are still in it for the division. Uh, yes, that is true. I mean, but- I Okay, go. It's to me, it's not about Vegas and LA right now. It's about how good the Vancouver Canucks are. And the Oilers are 12 points back of the Canucks, three and, games in hand, but 12 points back of the Canucks. And the Canucks have beat the Oilers three times this season. They yeah. cannot win the head to head against Vancouver. Vancouver are good. I hate to admit it. Next time we see our good fan of the Canucks, David Quadrelli, I'll have to tell him I was wrong. But I. I don't see them passing Vancouver. They are a very good team. They have a great spine there of. JC Miller, Pedersen, you know, Quinn Hughes, Sacha Demko. We got a lot going on. Have we found any information on this? Uh, duh, duh, duh. Oh, Elliot Freeman, he said. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I wonder who it'd be. I know Mulek said, give me Batherson. I wonder if maybe they're going to try to shake up their blue line a little bit. Maybe. Maybe oh, they like shake up their blue line. Pick up the blue line. Uh, all right, let's continue along here. It is already 1248. This hour is cruising along. Someone dropped uh, someone dropped a comment earlier and was like, having Louis DeBrusque on makes it easy for you. I think it's kind of like lobbing soft toss for Barry Bonds. Like you just kind of flick your wrist. You just go, hey, Louis, how about Jack Michaels? Whoop. And then he goes for two minutes and crushes it 500 feet. Yeah, it, it, it is funny. He, does, he definitely has a, mm-hmm. the media blood in him. Chickering to Edmonton rumors are about to stop. I don't again. think it's that. Obviously. Do you remember when I was thinking about that yesterday? Do you remember when the price of Chickering was like three first round picks? I know. What did he go so for? One and something else, right? Nothing too major. Like it was a big trade, obviously. Yeah, it's still a big but deal. Like, there was a first involved. Like the Sens gave up a good amount to get him. I guess I can use the power of the interweb mm, to find are, out. The internet is working today. For now. For now. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the office today, too. So I know. Well, surprised. when we first got here, there was no one in. Everyone was hung over from last night. Uh, what was it? The Arizona Coyotes to Ottawa for a conditional first round pick in 2023, which Arizona used to draft Danielle Butt, and then a conditional second round pick and another second round pick. So it was a first and two seconds. Conditional yeah, you're right. Not, not as much. Um, what did you? Yeah. Did you know Jacob Chikrin was part of the Pavel Datsuk trade? Yeah, that he was the pick. I did not know that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good little uh, yeah. interesting. Horonic was piece. too. Philip Horonic was also part of that deal. Crazy stuff. There you go, Finning Cat YouTube chat. You guys are good. Good stuff today. Good stuff this week. Uh, let's get to the menu for DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get twenty five percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when they download the DoorDash app. I'm trying to point at my mug, but my mic arm's in the way. This one. Download the DoorDash app now. Use that promo code Nation twenty five. Um, here's what's coming up: new episode of Oilers Nation Radio going to drop in a few hours this afternoon, and then our boy Boardsy is back on pregaming with Boardsy. Finally, going to live up to its name again. Although we had fun doing it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good show to be a part of the intro. Really gets you. Yeah. That is. And there's no lead. Proud. Which is. That always the lead does throw me off a little bit too. Um, what does that question say there? I'm heading to the game tomorrow. I have a trivia question for you. I'm coming from the town with oh, the SA- uh, Nippon. Oh, Nippon Hawks. Nippon I could have got that too. They you have know. a great player on that team yeah. right now called. Um, Rowan Buckberger committed mm-hmm. to Ohio State. Good kid. Good kid. Going to be a good player. Okay. Um, so pre-game and post-game and boards, he's got you covered tomorrow on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Um, so that's what's coming up this weekend around the network. Yep. Um, also, we didn't talk at all about the skills competition. Yep. We have a new Sorry. hero in town. And who is that? Hugo. Let, it, let me see it. AB, roll the tape. Are you going to talk about uh, what this is? Well, Hugo put on a hell of a performance. Look at this. Might be the fastest player on the ice ever to hit the ice of the other surface. The Ducks put on a great show, but the best part was all the pictures of Hugo. 
and just his smile and just happy to be there. Just a little guy having the time of his life. But although Hugo stole the show, Lenny McDavid was an absolute crowd pleaser too. What did he do? I didn't didn't see. (laughs) So (laughs) last year he won great performance last season, but this year, was a little intimidated, it seemed like, by the by the crowd. Everyone was behind him. And he made it halfway through and then just turned around and ran out the rink. Ah. Just literally ran straight out the door. He's over it. <laughs> He's not he wasn't part of it this year. He didn't want anything to do with it. But it's uh I think this is such a fun idea for the Oilers to do it. Like just very unique, yeah. isn't it? And uh there was another thing that happened last night as well was um Vincent Dehane, second in the fastest skater. Ryan McLeod was first. McDavid doesn't compete. No. He's kind of like Jerry Seinfeld in that. Uh, you're not a Seinfeld Never guy, are you? Uh, there's this episode where he cheated in a race back in middle school, and then it kind of comes back around to him. And he says, I choose not to race. That's Connor McDavid. Although I do like, I hope they didn't do it again this year. I didn't like the one year where they did like the players had to race the like hologram or on the ice McDavid. And it's like, that's a little embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Being like, Connor's not going to skate. You guys can race fake Connor. Um, not exactly a surprise to see McLeod win this one though, but how, Vinny second. Yeah. How about, um, so Ben Scrivens was there. Yeah. And did you see the shootout goal that McDavid scored? He slammed on the brakes. He just went 100 miles per hour, 103 miles per hour, if you know what I mean. Got there and then just fucking, oh, whoops. Sorry. Jesus, <laughs> and then just calm down. Put it on the brakes and covered <laughs> Scrivesna in snow and scored. There you go. I can't believe it was dropped such a massive f-bomb yeah i know that's so unlike you and like i thought maybe you would do it during the uh during the, the, the all-star talk oh no and for you to just be so fired up about it was just so funny <laughs> naeem mcdavid's so disrespectful the man is retired yeah actually like straight up i didn't know that was ben scrivens in that yeah that was so i thought it was just like Stuart skinner that is yeah, poor Ben Scrivens. Um, also, Cody Cece won the hardest shot competition with a 102 mile an hour bomb. Oh, it'd be nice to see this in a game. One day. Did they shoot that close? I never realized how close it is. I mean, you're just trying to get the speed, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. If he comes out tomorrow against Ottawa in his revenge game and puts one of those through Jonas Copasalo, I might get a Cody Cece jersey. If he scores tomorrow, you're going to buy a Cody Cece jersey. I might, yeah. I mean, look at that. If he scores a slap shot tomorrow, I'll get a Cody Cece jersey. Sports closet. You heard him. Get it printed. Why not? Get it printed. (laughs) Uh, Let's wrap things up with our Betway bets for the weekend. We will, Aaron will be talking about some Oilers bets tomorrow. Liam, I want to talk about some NFL football. You got a big weekend ahead. I I am so nervous. So nervous. Basically, all I think about. I drive to work. I think about the Bills making the playoffs. I drive home from work. And I wake up in the morning. I'm thinking about the Bills potentially missing the playoffs. Because in the morning, I'm grumpy and usually panicked. Hmm. Um, tomorrow, 2.30, I'm going to be rooting like hell for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or for the Baltimore Ravens. Need the Ravens yeah. to win. If the Ravens win, I'll have a nice, relaxed Ukrainian Christmas dinner with my family tomorrow. That'll be nice. Shout out to my family. The Stewarts driving up from Lethbridge. Shout out, Stuart. Shout out to my cousin, Josh, driving in from Marwane. Shout out, Josh. Mm-hmm. Marwane. Yeah, Uncle Darcy's coming up from Marwane, too. Uncle Darcy's Mar-Wayne. coming. He's coming. You better believe Uncle Darcy's coming. <laughs> Go Shout on. out to my Uncle Russell, who's driving in from the north side of Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a long drive. Anyways, I really need the Ravens to win so I can enjoy spending time with my family and not just be freaking out about the Bills. The Bills are the Sunday nighter against the Dolphins. Liam. I, I care a lot. I went and bought a new Bills jersey the other day just to like help manifest them to victory. Yeah. I'm nervous. They could either win the division or miss the playoffs. I'm freaking out. Crazy. Man. Such a crazy one side or the other, you know. I know. The winning you're in. Also, I think they'll make it. I don't really get it. So if the Ravens win, you're good. Ravens win, we're in, no matter what. Okay. If the the way they miss is if the Bills lose to the Dolphins, the Ravens lose to the Steelers, because then the Steelers would get in, mm-hmm. and the Jaguars beat the Titans, because then the Jags would get in. So the Bills just need one of those three games to go their way, which is why their percentage to make the playoffs is so high. But I mean, the Jags have sucked recently, but you never know with the Titans. Isn't it crazy? The Jaguars were eight and three. Yeah. 
what are they now? Nine, nine and, and seven. seven. Probably gonna, they could finish nine and eight. Like brutal, brutal. Trevor Lawrence, absolute fraud. Yeah, I hope I'm hoping for the best for you, my friend. I need JBD's a Bills guy. He's in the chat. Ravens or Titans win. They're in. There you go. And there then Sunday nighter, we're chilling, just playing for the division, playing with house money a little bit. I believe the Lions will be unveiling the NFC North division title. Are they, are they tomorrow? They're unveiling it in season. I think so. Cool. We don't get a lot to celebrate in Detroit, so we can really get that one going. Fair. Fair enough. And we'll do our Super Bowl banner at the end at the start of next season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see Dalvin Cook side for the Ravens? Yeah. I think it was a jet. Somebody put out things like Ravens again a workhorse, but they only showed his college highlights. <laughs> he left college seven years ago, by the way. <laughs> uh tonight in the NHL, Canes Caps, Hawks, Devils. Interesting betting spot if you like the over. Uh Jets, Ducks are the three games tonight. And then obviously tomorrow, eight o'clock, Oilers, Senators, Liam, since we're not going to be doing a pregame show, let's wrap up. We'll do a little impromptu Sherwood Power Sports and Marine key to victory. I won't make you put on the the life vest. It's all over. Yeah, no, it's too far away. That's why I said it. You're good. Although your hat matches it. There you go. Nice hat. Um, Christmas gift? Yes, it was. I got a few hats for Christmas. Naeem, quickly, I became a Lions fan because the first Madden game I bought and didn't know football I had Calvin Johnson on the front. Mm. So my parents bought me a jersey to match the game. Thought they were great. Adorable. Realized they had never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, or a playoff game. Um, my key to victory tomorrow is that second line. I think that second line is really the hobby of this team right now. I Amen. think if they're going, it gives McDavid, Hyman, and Nuge a bit more freedom because there's a lot more to focus on. I just think they're everything at the moment. So the second line and uh, Cody Cece goal. Bring Cassie and Holmes says key to victory. Take the wind out of Ottawa early. I agree with that. Don't let the Sens linger around. This is a weak, fragile mental team. Team mentally. They're weak mentally. Mm, mentally. Connor McDavid, if you can go out on Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, and just pop one home early, this Senators team will crumble. Yes, it definitely will. We have a bit of breaking news from Chris Knobloch. Oh, Prior, prior, our yeah, prior, uh, from our friend Tony Bra, uh, confirmed that the others will be calling up a seventh defenseman for the road trip next week. So there you go. What is it? Broberg or Gleason? Um, I honestly would probably go Gleason. Benny G. I just think you just keep Broberg playing. Yeah. Unfortunately, Gleason isn't a valuable asset to this team. Yeah, no, you can you can right? stash him in the press box and it's yeah, whatever. Whatever. Give him it's an Eastern road trip though. So if you are a little bit worried about someone getting hurt, calling up Broberg would be Maybe a bit you of a call pain. up Nemo Line and then. Uh, I, I'd have time for Nemo's seventh yeah. D. Is he a one way or a two way? Would he have oh, to he does need waivers, yeah. yeah. But I mean, no one's touching Nemo Line in. No, I can't imagine they would. Especially if if uh, Bjork fought what is what's his name? Yeah. Uh Bjorn Fop. If he's going all the way to Vegas on that waiver wire, I think we'll be okay with Nemo. Um, wrapping up quickly, uh, original Pozar had something. We were excited to see Dylan Holloway play center for the Bakersfield Condors <laughs> this weekend. Both their games have been canceled due to a water main break at the arena in San Diego. Um, move the game, move the game. If I have to go this entire weekend without Condors hockey, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, but that is unfortunate that Dylan Holloway that is not going to get to make his return to the lineup. Yeah, I mean, the only positive out of it is he gets a couple more days of rest to recover. Sure, if but I bet you he's chomping at the bit, dude. I, I bet he wants to play for sure. I mean, yeah. probably extends the time that he's maybe down in Bakersfield too to get up to a bit of game speed. Mm-hmm. But it's what it is. It's also crazy that they can't get this figured out in a day. Like, why do both games have to be canceled? And what is a water main break? It must be something to do with the Zamboni. Like, I bet they can't flood or something like that. They're crazy. What? Yeah, this is professional hockey people. Come on. Unbelievable. I hope everyone has a good weekend. If you're yeah. Ukrainian, Merry Ukrainian Christmas. Merry Ukrainian Christmas to all. If you're not Ukrainian, go eat Go eat some pierogies this weekend. Ooh, and because um, you're your uh, your lady is Ukrainian. Yeah. Also. You're getting the full Ukrainian treatment this so weekend. So I'm sure we'll have some stuff going on there. Yeah. And a little Neleshniki. How you say it? Right. Uh, Neleshniki, yeah. Ne- yeah, that's uh, good. Padahe. Padahe. And what's the... Um, what's the other one? Would it Describe it to me. Okay. So Padahe is pierogies. Yeah. Neleshniki is um, the crepes and cottage cheese. Right? Yeah. Cabbage Very. rolls. I always get that one. Neleshniki. I thought that was the... The cottage cheese. Why am I blanking on it now? My you family's going to be this. so disappointed in me. 
I can't remember, but there's the big three. Yeah. Do you have wheat? Holop cheese. Holop cheese. Come on, Tyler. It is the best. Do you ever do you have wheat on Ukraine? Oh yeah, wheat. Gotta have some. It's funny because we we have a big Christmas Eve thing too. And obviously all the family comes in the Ukrainian and everybody has wheat and nobody really likes it that much. I think it's delicious. Yeah, I'm, I don't like it, but I it's one of those it. things where, like, if you love it, you love it. It's really good. My mom will, like, wake up the morning after, I remember when I was getting Christmas, <laughs> and eat it for breakfast. Well, the funny thing is, I served the, not to go on too long, the wheat this year, and I give everyone a little extra dollop. Because I thought, oh, this, people like this. I ended up with so much wheat on my little bowl. It was unbelievable. I must have had, like, four servings. It was crazy. Nobody wanted it. It's very <laughs> British of you to like it. It's, it's very like chewy. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's a wrap. Uh, shout out to everyone watching the gold medal game too. Rusty. I, I, I don't really care who wins. So I'll side with Rusty. If, if it makes Rusty happy, the U.S. can win this one. Yeah. Good luck, Rusty. Don't be Finland. Elsie uh, Yeg. Tyler, what are more of the 13 meatless dishes? See if I can There's do 12 that. meatless dishes. It's only 12. I don't know. Don't quit. You shouldn't be quizzing me on this. But I Hmm. Olapchi. Olapchi. Nalesnika. Nachinka. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a good pull. Sal- I love salad. I'm a big Nachinka guy. I don't even know what that is. I th- honestly, I can only... Oh, um... A little difficult. Come on, Tyler. I'm so I'm so embarrassed this right now. This is not good for uh, the, Oh, I, I love even, him, too. I even saw your dad was in the chat before. I know. would be happy. They're like my favorite. It's, it's tough when the that. lights are on to, to remember what these are. Turn those lights off. Turn those lights off. And head into the weekend. Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. Big shout out to all of our guests this week. Luke Gazdick, Louis DeBrusque, Michael Delzato, and Frank Saravalli. Big shout out to our boy Pat Puff for filling in excellently in the production side of things. And shout out to Aaron for finally being healthy enough to be back in the mix. Good to have him running the ship as well. Thanks for tuning in this week. Finning Guy YouTube chat. You guys were solid. We'll be back Monday at 12.01 or 12.03 Mountain to recap a hopefully seven-game winning streak for the Oilers. Let's go. Happy Friday. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.